Uh, now guys, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask that you open them up to Colossians chapter 3, and it's the last time. It, it, it's the last time. We're, we're closing out our, our series. We began this new series with a new year, and we started in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, and then in Colossians chapter 3, and we've been talking about how to put on this new self that Jesus has provided for us, and this morning is, is our final week. This is the last thing that we are commanded to put on, and I think that Paul has saved the best for last. So if you don't mind, join me in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for the power of your word. Lord, we know that your word is true. God, we know that your word is alive and that it's active and that it is sharper than a double-edged sword. We know that it has the power to penetrate the hardest places in our heart. And God, this morning we want to confess to you that as we, we gather to worship you, we've got some hard places, right? We, we've got some hurts that are callous. We've got some sin that's, that's made us numb to you. And Holy Spirit, what we need is, is your power to come and, and just to divide those places up, to cut them open and make them fresh, that we can feel uh, God's working in our hearts again this morning. And, and so, Holy Spirit, we want to pause and recognize you're the teacher of this church. And so we, we, uh, we just step back for a moment. We ask you to come and to take your place at our pulpit, that you would exalt Jesus Christ in our midst, that we might see him more clearly than ever before, and that we might be transformed as we finally understand what he wants of us. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Guys, I'm in Colossians chapter 3. Uh, we're going to read 1 through 17 this morning. If you have your Bibles, I would love for you to crack them open with us. And this is what the word of the Lord says. So, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now put away all of the following. Anger and wrath, malice, slander, filthy language from your mouth. Don't lie to one another since you have put off the old self with its practices and you have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your Creator in Christ. There is no Greek and Jew circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has also forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you are also called in one body, rule your hearts. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Hopefully we just did that. It says, in whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So, it's our last thing. Last thing we're going to talk about this morning, church, is Paul says, above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. It's the perfect bond of unity. So, we've we got to start. What is that? 
Like, what, what does that mean? Because uh, we use love in a lot of ways, right? We say, man, we, we love pizza, and, and we love our dogs, and, and we love our family. And uh, up until recently, we love taking a day off and staying around the house. Uh, we, we say we love a lot of things, right? But, but uh, what, what does it really mean? And so the Bible actually has three primary words that it uses for love. Now, the first word is eros, eros. And, and that's talking about a romantic love, right? Uh, kids, this is the love that, that, that your dad has for your mom, right? This is a love between husbands and, and wife. This is that relational, romantic, ooey-gooey kind of stuff. Then there's, then there's uh, phileo is, is the second word the Bible uses for love. And, and we tend to think of Philadelphia, the city of, of brotherly love. And so we kind of label it that. It's actually more than that. Uh, phileo love is, is a, a love that's based in how you feel. Right? It's an emotional love. And so it's a love that has highs and has lows. When you're feeling great, you're up here. When you're feeling low, you're, somebody hurts you, then you're down here. Somebody helped you, then you're up here. Right? And so it's this kind of roller coaster of emotion. That's kind of how Peter uh, talked about how he loved Jesus. Jesus says, do you love me? And uh, Jesus used a different word. Peter says, yes, I love you. I'm, on, I'm, I'm passionate about you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And then he goes and denies him three times and the rooster crows. Right? And so, so that's the kind of love we're talking about when we use the word phileo. And then there is... This love. This love. It's unlike any other kind of love. It's the most common love talked about in the Bible, but it is otherworldly. And this love, it, it's the word agape. And, and, and literally, uh, it, it is a committed love. That's how I want you to think about it. it, it it's an act of commitment. It's an act of the will. It's where you decide, I'm going to commit to love you no matter what. No matter what comes my way, on good days, on bad days, when you tick me off, when I'm mad at you, when we're far apart, when we're not connecting, when I'm choosing an act of the will, I will always love you, I'll never forsake you, right? It's an act of the will. It's the term used to talk about how God loves us. I don't know if you know this, I'll share it with you this morning, God is all in. And God is all in on you. He's not surprised by you. He, he, Jesus isn't like sitting up in heaven like, 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 hey, when I was hanging on the cross, I didn't know that you were going to keep sinning. Like, that's not the case. Like, Jesus knows you. And, and, and He's all in on you. And, and so this word agape is the kind of love God is totally committed to you. He's totally committed to us. And finally, I would say it's, it's the first Corinthians 13 kind of love. That's the word that's used in 1 Corinthians 13. It's, it's agape. It says love is patient and love is kind and it doesn't envy and it doesn't boast and it's, it's not arrogant. It doesn't keep any kind of record of wrongs. It, 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 it never uh, rejoices. It finds no joy in unrighteousness, but it rejoices in truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures forever. It never fails. Right? And that's the love. Of, of God, right? And the Apostle Paul writes, he says, above all else, above all else, you've got you've to put this thing on, this kind of love. And listen, I believe there's a key to unlocking what this means. It's really two, two, two phrases. So there's two things we have to understand to get what he, he means when he says, put, put on, above all else, put this on. So the first thing, you have to know the kind of love he's talking about. So Paul's not saying, above all else, put on passion, Right? Put on emotion. Put on how you feel above all else because that's not the kind of love. He's not saying above all else, put on, put on arrows, right? Put on, put on sexual gratification. And he actually told you to throw that kind of stuff off, that that shouldn't be the thing that rules over you anymore. And so, so he says above all else, put on agape, right? Put on agape. So that's the kind of love. That's the first key. Now the second key is understanding what he means when he says above all. 
right? The King James Version says, above all these things. But literally, the, the word, when we get into the original language, it carries with it the weight, right? It speaks of superimposing one thing on top of another. Right? Superimposing one thing on top of another. And here's the thought about, about superimposing. It's that you're laying something on top of another for really kind of two reasons. The, the first is the one we typically think about. It's kind of the primary. That when you lay something on top of another, that it brings a fullness, a, a depth of understanding to what lies below. It unleashes the beauty of, of what's there. And so I'll kind of give you just a, a basic image. And so uh, you, you can find something like this on, on, on the web. And, and so that, uh, the top picture there is it's just a blank living room. And, and so you, you take a picture of your living room and, and there's some software out there and you can upload the picture of your living room. And, and then with this software, then you, you, you decide, how do I want to decorate it? And, and so what the software does is literally the software, uh, just you, you pick out the couch you want and you place it there and the software will superimpose that, that furniture into that space so you can decide, that, hey, yeah, that's the way I want to go. That's how I want my, my living room to look. And maybe that seems silly. Uh, the, the staff kind of uh, told me I couldn't use my original uh, illustration. I was going to use something from anatomy uh, where you had kind of a skeleton and then you, you put on uh, muscles and then we saw like veins and arteries and organs. Like I, I wanted to go that route and they said it'd be a little graphic for the kids at home. And so, so uh, listen, uh, but, but here, here you, you see it, right? And, and listen, what the Bible is saying, what Paul is saying is like agape love does, does that. For, for all the character traits that we have been, been putting on, we've been putting on compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and forbearance and forgiveness. But listen, according to Paul, we still need something else. Something of great importance. Above all, superimpose onto things. There must be this love so that we can see the full beauty of what Jesus is and what He's doing in our lives. See, it, it unlocks all the... It was a great room before. Right? Listen, if, if you put on compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and, and forbearance, you know, you're going, man, hey, listen, that's, that's good bones, right? That's a show on HGTV. That's, that's good bones. But man, when you superimpose agape love onto those character traits. You see Jesus in a new light. Something supernatural happens. And, and listen, this is so important. So important that Paul would actually write the church in Corinth and he says, listen, if you don't have this, you've really got nothing. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2, he says, if I speak human or angelic tongues, but I, I don't have love. I, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I, if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have faith so that I can move mountains, but I don't have love, Paul says, I am nothing. So here's what I'm saying to you this morning, our first point. Just two. Just two. First point. Okay? The only way for people to see the full beauty of Jesus at work in us is for us to be committed. That's the word. We keep using that word. For us to be committed to loving them as He has loved us. Right? The, the only way for people to see the full beauty of Jesus at work in us is for us to be committed 
to loving them as He has loved us. Like that is the heart of what Paul is saying. That's the whole argument, right? And, and so we just kind of, I want you to see the, the beauty of the gospel. So we were, we were dead uh, in our sins and our transgressions. The Bible says we were lost, that we were far away, that we were excluded. That's all Ephesians 2. It says that we were stuck in sin and death and the desire of our flesh ruled over us, right? And, 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 and these evil desires, these corrupt desires, uh, they ruled over us. And so what, 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 what literally led my life was a desire for sexual immorality and greed and impurity and lust and lying and anger and wrath and, 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 and filthy language. Language, but God, who is rich in mercy, raised me up with Christ, Ephesians 2, right? But, but God, Romans 5, 8, check this out. But God proved His own love for me, for you, in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And, and the Bible says, to all that would receive that, to all that would believe in, in Jesus' name, this is John 1, right? This is kind of the essence of the gospel. But all who received Him, He gives the right to be children of God. To those that believe in His name, who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh, but are born of God. And that's the good news, right? That is the way that God has loved us. And so, so listen, now, because of that, because of the love of God, because we're now children of God, now we've been made alive, we've been raised up, we've been brought near, we're children of God. Paul says now, so put off all the old stuff, and here's your new job, daily put on this. Throw off the old desires. Put on these new character traits. But listen. You'd be working all the last weeks we've had. You'd be working throwing all those terrible habits off. You could be working at putting on all these new character traits. But hear me. If you don't love people, it doesn't matter. Because it's really easy to be patient with only the people that respect you and honor you. It's really easy to be compassionate with the people in your family that love you back. Right? It's, it's, it's really easy to be gentle with a baby. It's, it's really easy to, to put up with the, the people that, that you still have in your social circle, circle because you, you've cast out everyone else. The Bible says that if that's all you are, then... You've gained nothing. See, the key to all of it that unlocks it all is we have to do those things while being committed to loving people who will hurt us, who will probably betray us, people who often in our greatest times of need will run the other direction, people who will praise us in, in, in front of our face and then behind our back will curse our name, Peter. It's not that they were trying to hurt you. In that moment, I think they believed they were for you, but then they found themselves in another moment and they haven't discovered a committed love yet. And so their love is a roller coaster. They loved you in person, but, but then behind your back, they, they, they found themselves in a situation and, 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 and they were just protecting themselves. Right, right. And so the Bible said, like, listen, here, here's the key. Is you have to put on a committed love with those kind of people. And here's the good news. Listen, if you can... God will do something. He will unlock something supernatural in you. And, and, and suddenly, when, when people look at you, they, they will maybe for the very first time see the full beauty of the gospel at work in your life. 
Because the love of God is superimposed over all the character traits of Jesus. And somebody looks at you and they know you. And suddenly they see something different about you, right? I mean, I mean, this is what Jesus said. He said the, the world is going to know that, you, that you're my disciples by your love for one another. He's not saying it, it's all because of what you know. He says, listen, but when you superimpose the way that I have loved you. That's what Jesus says over and over. Go and, and love your neighbor as I have loved you, right? We, we've got to go love others the way that God has loved us. And when we do that, something supernatural happens and people look at us and they know us. They know our fallen nature. They know how we struggle. They know how, and, and then they, but they look at us and all they see, they see Jesus at work. And then you know what happens. It's a miracle. They say something to themselves like, wow, man, if Jesus can work in somebody like Jason, and maybe he can work in my life too. Right? So that's where we begin, guys. That's where we start this morning. That's why it's so important that Paul says above all else, the only way for people to see the full beauty of Jesus at work in us is for us to be committed to loving them as he has loved us. All right? Superimposing. Now, there is a other side of the coin to superimposing. Right? There's another side of the coin. And, and so, uh, primarily, uh, images are superimposed on others to bring out the fullness and the depth and the beauty, right? It adds depth. Like if, if old school drawing of cartoons kind of thing, uh, they had a background, then they would, they would put a character on it, they'd superimpose an image, superimpose some scenery, right? And it added depth, right? And so that's primarily, that's the way that it works. But, you can impose an image for another reason. And you can, you can superimpose an image so that you can conceal what is underneath, so that you can conceal what is underneath. So here's the second thing I want you to see, guys, is that love is the key to allowing us to cover one another's sin and thus live in peace, okay? I'm going to explain this in a second. Don't go off in crazy ways. We live in a new world. I want to, I want to give you some parameters on this, but I want you to write this down. Love is the key to allowing us to cover one another's sin and thus live in peace. So let me, let me give you this preface, okay? Uh, I, I'm going to talk in a moment about kind of general sin. I'm, I'm not, like, like listen, Jesus says there are, there are greater sins, and, and listen, there is, uh, there, there, there is some sin out there that, that we do not cover, that we don't seek to conceal specifically. Let me, let me just talk to you for a moment about sexual abuse, Right? Uh, uh, the, the church as a whole, our world has gone through a lot of scandal lately because people have tried to conceal actions and behaviors that need to be brought to light. And, and listen, we would never ask or encourage anyone to try to conceal uh, that kind of abuse. That kind of abuse needs to be reported. It needs to be brought to light. Um, I, like, like people need to, 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 to pay uh, for those kind of, of things, right? And, and so when, when, I, when I say these things, if that's you, you've been in that kind of situation, I, I, just, I say it because our heart hurts for you. I, I don't want you to take what I'm about to say in the wrong way. I'm talking about kind of our everyday interactions with one another, the way that we hurt um, people with the things that we say or the way that we act, right? right? This is kind of that general thing that I'm, I'm talking about when we talk about love needing to cover one another's sin and shortfallings. And so I want you to listen to, uh, to what Peter would say. Now, now, Peter learned something about Jesus you know, pretty up close and personal firsthand. So Peter's the one that could say, listen, Jesus, I love you more than anything else. I, like, I love you with this emotional kind of love. And, and Jesus keeps calling him back, no, but do you agape me, Peter? And Peter's like, God, you know I phileo you. And he's like, no, do you agape me, Peter? And, and Peter's like, I phileo you. I'm passionate about you. And finally, Jesus says, okay, fine, Peter. Do you phileo me? And Peter's like, yes, I phileo you. I, I love you. I'm so passionate about you. And Jesus is like, okay, we'll start here. 
right? It's after his resurrection, and then, and then Peter becomes that rock of the church because he finally understands that God is committed to him, right? And, and, and his life turns around. So that Peter, having experienced those things, writes these words, and it's 1 Peter 4, 8. He says, above all, that's kind of our phrase, right? Above all, maintain constant what? Love for one another, ready? Since love covers a multitude of sins. Since love covers a multitude of sins. And with that kind of in your mind, I want to return back to our text. And in Colossians 3, I want to think about this superimposition. Listen, it's primarily used to bring out fullness and beauty, but sometimes it is used to conceal. Sometimes we have to lay the perfect love of God, the committed love of God, over our lives and the lives of others. And we have to do that to conceal hurt and sin and shortcomings so that we can live in peace. And, and so I want to show you an example of this, uh, this superimposition. And uh, we, we actually find these in art all over the place. So what you're staring at is on your screens right there is a, uh, it's a masterpiece by Rembrandt. It's titled Old Man in a Military Costume. And, and around 1968... Uh, historians began to really look at this painting and they felt like, man, there's more to this painting. They felt like there, there's something underneath this painting, but they could never figure it out, right? So they're they're, they're kind of looking at this painting. They're trying to take care of it, trying to keep it, the masterpiece. They're like, there, we, there's something underneath it. We can't figure it out. And it wasn't until 2015, 2015, they, they had the, uh, the, the technological advancements to be able to scan the painting and see what lied underneath. And what lied underneath, kind of upside down, you see, um, people believe that that might even be an early painting of Rembrandt's father, Right? Maybe his early work, maybe kind of a practice canvas. And, and, and they say, like, like, listen, painters did this all the time because materials were tough to come by and they didn't always make a lot of money in their lifetime. And, and so uh, I, I just want you to look at that for a second, that image kind of on the left and what ended up on the right. And this is what I want to say to you guys. That is what agape love does. Man, Agape love has the power to cover and to conceal a misspoken word, an outburst of anger, hurt feelings, almost anything that anyone could ever do to you. Uh, the love of God working in you and through you. When superimposed upon those things, the love of God looks at those things and it says, you know what? I can make a masterpiece out of that. I can take this hurt and this heartache that has been caused by a brother, by a sister, by a spouse, and I can make something beautiful out of that. Love covers a multitude of sins. And so Paul writes to the church, that's us. He says, listen, above everything else superimposed on top of all this stuff, would you please put the love of God? Because it will literally make all of the difference in the world. People will be able to see God in you, right, like they never have before. And it will help you live in love and peace towards your fellow man. You can make a masterpiece even out of the greatest hurt. God can do that. All right? So what do we do when we, when we hear that, right? How do, how do you respond to, to that kind of message? And I just have three things for you very quickly, and, and we'll wind down. Uh, here's the first. Uh, the first challenge for me is, is that you might take time this week to try to contemplate and understand this love of God. The Bible says that this is love, uh, right? That, that God sent His one and only Son, right? 
And, 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 and He sent His Son. While we were still sinners, this Son Jesus died for us. And this is love. This is, this is what it is, literally. And, and I just want you to challenge you this week. Think about that. Right? It's not that we first loved God, but it's that God first loved us. Right? And He loved us while we were sinners. And that kind of love just kind of blows my mind. That God would look at you and He'd look at me and He'd say, listen man, I'm all in on you. Some mornings I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm not all in on me. But God's love, man, it is. Jesus, when He hung on the cross, knew what He was getting in you and He knew what He was getting in me. And it was a sign of God saying, man, I am all in on you. I want you just to think and contemplate that love. So that's, that's, a, that's the first thing I challenge you to do this week. The second thing I would challenge you to do is kind of a step further than that. And I, I say this because I know we've got a lot of people watching in a, a lot of different places. And, and, and it's not enough to just think about how much God loves you. And at some point you have to receive that love. You have to take that love of God that He's provided in His Son and you have to apply it to your heart. Right? You have to apply it to your heart. We do that through belief. To all who receive Him, to all who believe in His name, the Bible says He gave the right to become children of God. And maybe you're here this morning, you're like me, man. Listen, 20 years ago, I I would have told you that there was no way that I could be good enough for God. 20 years ago, I would have told you that there's no way that God could love me enough. I would tell you that there's no way that God could cover all of my sins. I, I would tell you that He didn't even care about me and He wasn't interested in me. But man, when I came face to face with the love of God and I understood that He loved me in spite of myself, that I didn't have to change for Him to love me, but He wanted me just as I am. And it rocked my world. And I, I just, I pray and believe it'll do that for you. And you say, I don't, I don't know how to do that, Pastor Jason. Listen, in the midst of all that's going on in our world, there's a lot of uncertainty. I wish I could promise you tomorrow. I wish I could promise you health and prosperity. I can't promise you any of those things. But what I can promise you is that if you accept the love of God, no matter what the world throws your way, even if it is death, it will not destroy you. That you will have life and peace with God for the rest of your days. Live with Him in eternity. That's the promise of Scripture. See, I don't know how to do that this morning. I would just say it's, it's pretty simple. You just cry out unto God, God, save me. God, rescue me. God, I need you. God, I'm scared. God, I don't know where to turn. But I'm, I'm just saying right now, I just, I believe in you. I, I, I'm seeing in all this, there's got to be something bigger than a virus. There's got to be something bigger than financial collapse. There's got to be something bigger than my fear. And so God, I'm, I'm asking you right now to increase my faith, Lord, that I might trust fully in you and receive your son, Jesus. And then we pray something like that, King Jesus I understand that you are the Son of God and that you died for me even though I'm a sinner. And I'm going to ask you right now, Jesus, just, just to come into my life. And it's, it's messy in here and it's not clean and I haven't had time to pick up nor, nor have I had any desire to kind of pick things up. But I'm going to pray, would you just come in? I'm opening the door to you right now and you come in and just be with me because I am all alone. And man, I'm telling you right now, if you will pray that prayer, God will honor it. Because He did for me. So I'm just going to ask you right there where you are, man, don't be ashamed that you're in a small group and people might be looking at you as tears are running down your face. But man, you just say, Jesus, the best way I know how, would you please take control of my life? Right? And man, I'm going to tell you, listen, if you do that and you pray that prayer today, again, I just want you to shoot us an email. Okay? 
We've got the email on all our chat threads. We just want to know who you are. We want to start praying for you. If that's you and you don't have a Bible, listen, we'll figure out how to make that work. Okay? And we just want you to not just know about God, but to know Him personally. Brings us kind of to the last part, right? And guys, we have to, third thing, right? We've got to share that love of God with others. Listen, the love of God is not some emotional roller coaster. It's not based on how we feel. It is a committed love, right? It is always patient. It's always kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It keeps no record of wrongs. It always hopes. It always perseveres. It never fails. Like, this is the thing that we have to put on and we have to share with others. And, and church, I know you're thinking, but I'm stuck at home. I, I can't do any. Listen to me. This is crazy. I believe right now you can do more for the kingdom than maybe you could if you were at your office. I believe right now you, you're more dependent on social media and email and, and FaceTime messages than maybe ever before. And it is, it is easier today to get someone to join you in church online than it is to get them to walk through these doors. And so, yes, you can share the love of God. I would suggest you start in whatever room you're sitting in. Just apply the committed love of God to those people first. Amen? Okay. A few things we need to talk about. Then we're going to dismiss you for your small groups and your family time. Uh, remember, we mail, mail out, we email out sermon notes on the back of those are discussion questions, families. And, and you say, I'm, I'm, I'm single. That's okay. Where you are, walk through those discussion questions. Think about them. So we're going to do that in a second. Before we do, we need to run through a few things. So we're, let's hit these slides real quick. Uh, one is uh, we have a free gift for you. Okay? So, uh, guys, this is what I was hinting to. If you're a visitor with us, say, I'm not a member of the church. We've got a free gift for you. Uh, church, we have sent out every type of communication. We know how to get you to log on to right now meet. Uh, you need to do it. Just do it. Okay? Do it. Uh, we sent you the link. We can send you a text. If you're having problems, if you're having struggles, uh, e email us. Let us know. Say, hey, I'm struggling. I can't log on for some reason. We have heard that some people that had this back when we had it in 2015 are having trouble or haven't received an email. Um, there is a way you can go in and log on and you can hit reset password. It'll send it to you and then you're, you're golden. You're in. And so you can do that. But man, we really want you to do this. Second, um, is uh, we're going to ask you uh, to, to, to connect with us on Facebook. Guys, we have Bible studies that are only happening on Facebook. And I know that's weird, and, and so some people don't love Facebook. Love you, Michael. And, uh, but you you got, you got, you got, you got to jump on. And so I, I've, got, I've got a couple guys uh, in my life, Jens, I'm looking at you. Uh, they're like, I don't like social media, but they're on now so they can be a part of our Bible study face groups. I want you to uh, remind you that those things, they're, they're meant to be midweek, but hey, it's Sunday, it's cool. If you didn't jump in on week one discussion threads, go ahead and do that later today, man. Jump in there. Comment on other people. It's been really cool. We've connected with some people we haven't been connected with in a while and so we're excited about those things. So we need you to do that. Um, also, uh, before we get to the, the next slide, I just want to say this. Uh, we, we, we've been planning, like constantly. Uh, every day we have new plans and then every day we reassess those plans. And so some of the plans, uh, for instance, uh, like what we were going to do for, for a Good Friday Easter egg hunt, we had this really cool idea about a drive-up kind of thing and we're still going to have you bring eggs. Guys, we're kind of at a point and we, we want you to stay home as much as you can. And so I don't want you going out into a store uh, just to buy candy, just to fill eggs, just to bring them up here that we have to disinfect and we have to repack and we have to get out to cars. And um, we're going to ask, like, if you have those at home, God bless you. Uh, if you don't have kids, find a neighbor and, and give them to kids so they can have a great kind of Easter egg hunt, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, Madaz, I love you. I saw that you did this on Facebook. Uh, your kids are going to eat so much candy. Um, 
I mean, you, you can do an Easter egg hunt like every day up until Easter. Uh, so just, but thank you guys for, for doing that. And we are working on a new cool idea. So pray for the details. Uh, pray for the technology. We think it could be amazing. And we will have more details for you. Brings me to our, our last uh, slide is, is, guys, nothing's happening here on campus. In fact, um, our office hours, we're only here in person on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we are closed to the public. You can reach us by calling us, by calling the office, uh, by texting us, by emailing us. We are available. Um, we are still working. We're not at home doing nothing. In fact, I think I was busier uh, that day at home. Catherine, how about you? Uh, she said she texted more people that day from home. I know Franklin was bit, like, like, trust me, there's, there's plenty to do, um, but we, we're trying to do our very best to play our part in helping flatten the curve. And guys, along those lines, I just want to say this. I, I know maybe you're, you're overcome by the news. You're overwhelmed. You're just tired of hearing about it. Um, but this morning, I, I, I just feel like the Holy Spirit, you know, we, we're kind of working through some things and I, as I was heading to church and, and I, I look out and I still see so, many, so much activity. I know uh, right now, you know, we live in Elgin. You go, hey man, we're not on lockdown, right? That, that, that's not us. They're, we're not at a shelter in place order. I understand those kind of things because here's what I want to say to you. Already, this thing that has just started, um, it's already taken the lives of over 2,000 Americans. That's two-thirds of what we lost in 9-11. Maybe you haven't thought about it in that light, but I'm going to ask you to start thinking about it in that light and think about what you can do. You know, when 9-11 happened, that tragedy, everybody lined up with something that they could do. And I know it's much easier in that, that kind of circumstance because you go, man, I, I can physically, I'll go to a church and I can pray, I can get out of the house. Part of what you can do is stay in the house. And I know that seems counterintuitive, but we're going to ask that you would just play your part, please, because every single uh, tally you see on that chart is a real person who has a real family and there's great hurt. I'm going to ask that you'd start praying for those people. Would you pray for our healthcare workers? We have them in this church that are they're, they're fighting this right now in Austin, right? Um, pray, pray for them. Would you pray for our folks? We've got tons of people in our church that work at grocery stores, right? We've got people in our church that are, 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 are facing the thought of, of cutbacks financially. Just be praying, church. That's what you can do. Guys, we love you so much. Don't forget, when you, when you go to turn off the TV set in a, here in a second, please don't wrap up church. Please spend a few minutes going through the questions with your family, praying as a family together. We love you so much. God bless.